Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 5, Episode 11. Nice. The book, Red Harvest by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2012. Chapters 39 through 42. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's a real weird, but I'm still teabagging him. Welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe novel discussion podcast, where I am your host, Jeff, and that is your host, John. We are your hosts, an amalgamation of two people. Mm-hmm. Together we share one body. Yeah, we're like that angel in the magic game. One mind. The one that gets all mushed together and turned into like a double demon angel or whatever. Yeah. That one. You know That's the, one. the reference we wanted to go with. Exactly. Of all the two-headed, one-bodied things we could go with, the two-card weird angel from the magic set, that's what we want to do. Uh, well, okay, what would you prefer that we have gone with? I don't uh, know, maybe like an ogre mage. Can we do the two-headed monster from Sesame Street? I mean, we could do... I don't know that. All you have to do is the same crap I just did. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, just... Yeah, I'm not doing that. And then eventually the two of us settle on like one fairly simple noun to say like in English. So we just kind of go, stop sign. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that sounds great. You want to do that one? No. no. Okay, well, but you would want to do an ogre mage from yeah, like well, World of Warcraft. Yeah, an ogre mage is fine. Okay, I, I guess. Or whatever that that dumb two-headed alien thing from Star Wars is, because that's appropriate. Fodes and Bede Anno Due, the Troig. Uh, Troigs. He's, yeah, he's a Troy. They're a Troig, and they are the pod race announcer at the Ubuntu Eve Classic on, on, uh, on Sweet Tatooine. Sweet, sweet Tatooine. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I, I guess if you wanted to keep it in Star Wars. Yeah, let's keep it in Star Wars. Let's they, keep it all in Star Wars. They added another two-head guy in... Uh, there's just some background. Oh, yeah, Zaphod Beeblebrox. They added Zaphod Beeblebrox to Star Wars eventually. Uh, it was just a matter of time before they did. Yeah. I mean, Disney bought the rights to uh, Douglas Adams' entire to life. To Douglas Adams. To Douglas Adams. They, they bought his coffin. It was weird. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. propped him up in the background, his his decayed corpse, mm-hmm. in several movies. You might not have seen it, but it's an Easter egg. It's weird they decided to do that, because they didn't need it for anything. It's not like they animated or drawn any attention to it. They just bought the decayed corpse of Douglas Adams, and they've just been putting it in movies. They've just been putting it in movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, sometimes they even put it in like the... Uh, the Stri- the uh, animated stuff, which is oh weird. yeah, they they photo. had to pay someone to yeah. be like, look, I need you to insert a JPEG of this corpse into your animated feature. But you hired us to make airplanes. <laughs> Good, you saw that. <laughs> of course, I, I see all, John. I'm all seeing and all knowing, and I'm, I'm tired. I'm worried that that dog isn't breathing. That's okay, my dude. That dog is a JPEG. <laughs> I see everything. Uh, but also, I am very tired and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's the it's the level of commitment that we bring to you, where mm-hmm. I am uh, refreshed and ready to go, and Jeff is drunk and sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Expounded universe. Woo! It's okay. I can podcast. I'm good. I'm... <laughs> John, you do the next 10. <laughs> you got this right. I'm going to take a real quick 40 winks. I'm going to call it a power nap, but let's be real. I'm just going to bed. <laughs> let's be real. I'm going to wake up three hours from now. <laughs> You're still going to be sitting there just talking into a microphone for three hours mm-hmm. and be like, all right, so on this page, there are letters. <laughs> now I'm going to do Jeff's part. 
Uh, and Jeff's fart. <laughs> yes, please do my farts. <laughs> I'm going to do Jeff's fart, which is, ooh, nasty. Actually, that's not true. It's your burps. Your burps have been destroying my shit. <laughs> I apologize. I had a lot of Thai peanut sauce. <laughs> yeah, man. Every time you're like, it's not even a loud burp. It's just a burp happens. And then this gust of nastiness comes over like I can see it. It's got that that green gray kind of look to it. <laughs> With two cartoon eyes in there, it'd be a Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I, what would we call Just burpus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's one of the McElroys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got sweet little Travis, Burpus, Scumpus, <laughs> Scumpus. <laughs> so many McElroys. There's so many McElroys. <laughs> and there's so many great deals on microwaves. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Okay, so on this show, what we do is we read old Star Wars novels, and then we come back and we tell you all about them. The one that we're doing right now isn't really all that old. It's not super old, but it is Red Harvest. It is uh, Joe Schreiber? Yeah, Joe Schreiber. I think we may have called him John Schreiber once or twice. There's Every time, I want to call him like Joel Schreiber. Yeah, it's definitely Joel Schreiber. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's Liv Tyler. It's Liv Tyler's uh, <laughs> zombie novel set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, so uh, it's... <laughs> Uh, so anyway, what are we doing? What do we? Where do we end our final climactic scene in the previous episode? So when last we left our heroes, uh, Rojo had just defeated the infected, like insane uh, librarian of Dale List, yeah. the librarian. Dale List had gone bonkers, McQuack, and was trying to burn his, himself and his library down. And uh, we've got and Hestizo had been dragged to hell by. By uh, corpse vines that came out of the ground and dragged her into a secret underground lair. Yeah. Hestizo met the weird, infected, but not turned yet, Scabrous. Mm -hmm. And And we found out that he wants to eat her heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kindra, who we had been following for quite a long time, was messily torn apart by by a a pack of lightsaber-wielding smart zombies. Yeah. And uh, Pergus Frode was like, no, I'm good. Pergus Frode, close the door. (laughs) <laughs> Pergus Frode was like, cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> good, nice. I'll just, uh, I'll be seeing you, and then he flies away. Yeah. Without a flight computer, which is a dangerous thing to do. So dangerous for some reason. Mm-hmm. Apparently super dangerous. And that's where we left everybody. Yep. So when we rejoin, we are deep, deep in the bowels of the... Uh, of, of Darth Scabrous. Of yeah, deep in the bowels of Darth Scabrous. <laughs> and it is not pleasant. Ooh, ooh, it is bad in there. He had tacos for lunch. Zombie tacos. <laughs> the tacos yet live. I wonder if uh, if a, ta- a zombie taco promotion would work for Taco Bell. Zombie taco promotion for yeah. like Halloween? Yeah, it, or just like for midnight. Ah, new zombie fourth meal box. It's got human brain tacos in it. Human brain may actually be whatever soy nonsense we call beef. <laughs> Uh, beef. Mm, beef. So anyway, uh, yeah, he they're they're down in the deeps, and uh, Scabrous is, is down there lording over Hestizo, although when she wakes up, she's just alone. Yeah, Hestizo awakens on a slab, strapped down. Mm, oh, man, been there. And she can't move and is in excruciating pain. Yeah, that's pretty much how you wake up every morning, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every morning... When you uh, wake up. There's a halo <laughs> hanging from the corner. Uh, 
I just want to fly. We've we've never ad- advanced uh, mentally past late nineties. Yeah, no, we're trapped. It's Sugar Ray all the way down in here. <laughs> so Estizo tries to move, and she can feel like the grinding of her fucked up bones, and being like, "Oh, my whole body is just wrecked at the moment." Yeah, things went real bad for her, and she is not in a good place. Yeah. No, she's not in a good place physically, and she's also in the dungeon of Darth Dreer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Darth Dreer, uh, his his evil dungeon where he plotted immortality low those many centuries ago. Low these many years. Uh, Which apparently is mostly like black obsidian walls, or I guess it's just it's durasteel. It's not even like well, it's just some sort of black rock. It looks like black durasteel because she mentions that at one point. But it's shiny. It's it's so shiny. It might be might just be obsidian. Yeah, but it's got a whole bunch of stuff carved into it that's like the story of how Darth Dreer is going to become immortal and fuck up the Jedi, and it's basically just like his dream journal. Mm-hmm, his Dreer journal. <laughs> yeah, I'm Darth's dream journal. <laughs> I'm Darth Evil Lunch. <laughs> and together, we don't do much. <laughs> no, we just sit around and play Smash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he he has carved his evil Sith manifesto Literally just into the walls of this deep, ancient, and forgotten cavern. Uh, forgotten by all except for one man. Darth Scabers. So Scabbers shows up. Yeah, and- Scabbers is here. Yeah. That little rat that was actually <laughs> Peter Pettigrew. That's right. I couldn't remember what character. Yeah, yeah. That, that took me a hot second mm-hmm. to remember. I know that that wasn't, but I always just picture that as David Mitchell. <laughs> P- Peter Pettigrew. How good would that have been, though? <laughs> like, if he just shows up, and instead of being the character of Peter Pettigrew that we got, oh, it it's just, just David Mitchell, David Mitchelling all over the place. <laughs> I find it unpleasant that I was a rat. That's all. He's just all grumpy about it. Yeah. He just goes on a rant about what it's like being a rat and how angry he is at it. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, Scabbers shows up, and Scabbers is... Already in full-on gloat mode, but he looks extra nasty. Oh, yeah. At this point, he is... Very down with the sickness. He is moments from turning, because his, like, eyes are all, like, turn into jelly, and his skin is, like, gray and taut. Yeah, they specifically say that his face is basically a shapeless sack of goo now, with gray gristle streaks running through it. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's gotten grody. Yeah, and he's looking forward to being that for all of eternity now, mm-hmm. He's so excited about his plans to be a gross, wet sack for the rest of eternity. Yep, which, I mean, that's yeah. what my plan is for the rest of my life. <laughs> Not eternity, exactly. Not eternity, but, you know, but, but at least only, another couple years. Only because you lack the wherewithal and means to cut out Jedi hearts. It's true. If yeah. only Jedi were real, yeah. I could cut out their hearts and eat those. Mm-hmm. And then you could live forever as a wet, loose heap. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Finally, my dream fulfilled. <laughs> Oh, man. I remember that one season on Roseanne where the whole thing was about them trying to sell wet, loose heaps. I'm, <laughs> wet, so, I'm sorry. It was, it was loose meat sandwiches. My, my bad. Wet, loose heaps. Uh-huh. Of sandwich. <laughs> of sandwich. Finally. Uh, sorry. Okay, so they he shows up, and he is brandishing an honest-to-God sword. Yeah. The book's like, not a lightsaber. Let's get this very clear. He has a real sword with, like, metal in it and everything. A Sith sword. A Sith sword, which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah, and it's it looks like it's made from the same shit that the walls is made from, because it's all shiny and black as well. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yes, yes, it's time. Mm. It's time to eat your heart, Estizo. When I cut out your heart, 
just as I killed your brother, I I'm looked like like this. <laughs> Wet mess. <laughs> <laughs> and then his eyes pop out, and they're all cartoony. Yeah, he turns his eyes pop out, and and then I don't realize for a good five years after seeing the movie in the first place that they're supposed to look like they're daggers now. Yeah, I didn't know. I just thought his eyes were bugging out like Tex Avery style. No, man, they but, went dagger. Yeah, he he, took a, he got dagger eyes. He it got them for, dagger eyes. It took me a long, it took me a second, and potentially a third viewing of the movie to realize. Oof, it was uh, I just don't know why. Oof, ouch. You know, that's a very busy movie. I was probably laughing at some other previous part of it. Maybe the uh, the funny part with the a man bit or something. maybe maybe it, that it, bit. It, any number of other things that were quite funny in that film. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh. Bob Hoskins, man. Bob Hoskins. That the reason why we can't have another one of those movies. Also because the actual sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit doesn't have very much to do with the film because the the first book didn't. Well, and also, you know, at this point in time, there is a zero percent chance that like Disney and Warner Brothers are going to play nice to. You say that, but I think we're probably at DefCon one year before Disney just buys them. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, he's. He's gone full-on evil villain mode, not like he wasn't in the first place, but he is all set to chop her heart free with this mighty Sith sword, and he rises high his blade and takes a swing at her and cuts all her clothes off and also uh, carves a little tiny line into her chest, which starts bleeding. Yeah, basically, he swings down, and it's just like, ow, ow. My, my front of me. My soft secret places. <laughs> Someone remember the previous episode. Yeah, good job. You did it. <laughs> But yeah, she's got like a gash down her front that starts bleeding, and then he's like, and now, your doom! And yeah. the sword uh, comes swinging down, and we cut. Yeah, but first, a flash. Someone, in, in italics, to let you know that it's some kind of telepathy. Hestizo. Who could be sending her mental messages? Could it be Rojo? Pergus Frode? Yeah, it's Pergus Frode. Is it Wall Venus at last? Wall Venus should show up and be the hero of this. Mm-hmm. He's like... I'm out of the back to tank, baby, and I'm here to kick ass. I am ready to administrate plants. <laughs> administrate plants. That's what he does. He's a plant administrator. Good. Yeah. He should show up here and be like, all right, these plants that are all over here, they need to get their shit together. All right, you students are full of plants, and I got to administrate you. <laughs> Line up in order of how many plants are in you. He is a plant administrator. Well, I guess I should probably listen to him. <laughs> this isn't the first time I've listened to a Venus. <laughs> this isn't the first time a Venus has told me where to stand. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, yeah, we cut. We cut, and rejoin two of our heroes that we absolutely love and adore it's tolkien the hk droid yeah the hk droid's a new favorite tolk's been around since very near the beginning with his nasty stinky hoof feet well i mean hk's been around since the beginning but he hasn't been a assassin no he was a protocol droid or something yeah but now he is a super dupes badass and we've got a like one of those uh like Gimli and Legolas scenes where the yeah. two of them are like badassing and helping each other badass. Yeah, like, all right, I killed that one. It's your turn. Next on, one. On your left. <laughs> yeah, so the two of them are just trying to like murder up some students. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I think they're just walking back to the spaceship. Yeah, they're just going back to the Miracle, but every time a student shows up, 
they just take turns killing them. Yeah, so they've been happily murdering their way through students and doing all kinds of cool laser and spear and bow tricks to murder them and being like, oh, that was an impressive kill. Thank you. By the way, have I told you how much I hate Sith for putting a restraining bolt on me that turned me into a protocol droid? Yes, about 20 times. Ah, very good. Anyway, duck. <laughs> anyway, fuck this. Yeah. So the two of them murder along, and then they hear a noise coming from that that, uh, that pipe thing that uh, the Tolk and, uh, and Hestizo went into earlier in uh, about 10 chapters back. Yeah, you know when they were hiding in the paddock to... In the, the Tauntaun paddock. The, the Tauntaun paddock when that wave of students went roiling past like a wave of mutilation yeah like a big wave of water i don't i don't have another reference to give you i'm sorry a wave of babies oh there you go that too it was like a wave of babies it was a wave of zombies wave of some babies yeah so anyway it turns out that sure enough tauntauns can become zombified because with a nasty stench and a hilarious honk, out burrows one of those snow lizard monsters, and it's uh, it's a zombie tauntaun that they have to fight. I am so glad that this came to fruition, because when the zombie ball went rolling through the tauntaun paddock, I was like, oh man, we better get fucking zombie tauntauns. Yeah. I'm just kind of sad that tauntauns are the only thing we're going to get. Where's my zombie rancors or zombie dewbacks? Well, they're not on this planet. Yeah, or zombie rontos. Zombie rontos? Yeah. That sounds like a great tiki bar. Dude, I got a zombie Rontos. Dude, zombie Rontos sounds like it would be so good. Mm-hmm. Although I pretty much like every tiki bar, so. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you beyond that. They put cinnamon on everything, and it makes it so good. They put cinnamon on me. <laughs> that's, that's what tiki bars do. You walk in, and they're like, cinnamon. <laughs> Here's your complimentary dusting of cinnamon, sir. Sir. <laughs> They have to call you sir, and they hate that they have to <laughs> they call you sir. hate mm-hmm. it. That's what they're like. Here's your complimentary dusting of cinnamon. Sir. Sir. <laughs> Arr. <laughs> like, they are a combination upset dog pirate mm-hmm. that calls you sir. Mm-hmm. Working at, right there at that, name, at that bar named after a zombie brontosaurus from the Star Wars uh, extra special editions or the whatever. The extra special the, editions. The, the more special than the previous special editions. Yes. So, anyway, uh, Tauntauns are, are here, and they're evil, and they're dead. Yeah. And, and they're going to cross-attack the Tulk. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting that it's basically this HK droid who's really keeping Tulk alive, I feel, at this point. Oh, pretty much. Because before even this showed up, it was like, okay, the HK droid like uses a laser and blasts a fucking zombie apart. Great. Then another one shows up, and Tulk spears it, and then shoots it, and then cuts its head off. Beats it against a wall for and like a while. It still is coming after him, and he's like, "Oh God damn it!" Jeez, like, yeah, man, get a get a ranged weapon that isn't just a bow and arrow. Yeah, get a real gun. What is wrong with you? Jesus, I, I get it's, it. It's, I it's get impressive. It. Sure, Hawkeye, great. We're all real impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Archer Avenger. Yeah, uh, okay. uh, all right, right, sure. Yeah, and in the in the new movie coming out soon, he's going to be the Sword Avenger. Well, yeah, because he's going to take his uh, role as Ronin. His Ronin personality, which I assume means that they've killed off his family from Age of Ultron in that movie. Yeah, maybe. They all got dusted. They got they got Thanosed. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'd be mad, too. 
I would be so mad that I would become a, a swordsman. Yeah, a crazy swordsman who is in Japan sorting guys. I don't. That's a weird. I, I'm really. I'm really. For a second, I parsed that as sorting guys. He's in Japan sorting guys <laughs> in order of how many plants they contain. Yeah. All right, how many plants you got? Let's go. I'm ha- I'm Hawkeye, the plant administrator of the Avengers. Yeah, I'm the. <laughs> Look, I gave up being an archer. Mm. That's silly. Now I'm the plant administrator. That's why I call myself Ronan. <laughs> the Ronan Plant Administrator. Because I wander the fields of plants and organize them. I am alone with no master, and these plants shall know my administration. Actually, there's 46 others of us. <laughs> we have a loose union. A confederation, if you will. <laughs> one one quick confederacy of administration. And dunces. <laughs> well, yeah, they're plant administrators. <laughs> the worst. What are we even talking about? Uh, so... We're going to get in a fight with some zombie tauntauns. Uh, Tolk does ask the HK droid if he has anything bigger than lasers. Well, yeah, because they can hear in the pipe like... A herd of tauntauns. Yeah, just a loud rumbling. The main tauntaun gets to them and has what I have to say is probably the dumbest but also best thing that I've seen in this book so far. I was disappointed by this, if if I can be honest. So it turns out that when it shows up... Its front's been ripped off, and you can see its ribs di- sticking out the and front. And there's something inside of the Tauntaun. It's and got a big, drippy, wet, floppy sack. And at first I was like, oh, is this Tauntaun pregnant, I, and there's going to be a baby Tauntaun zombie? That's, that's what I was disappointed by, the fact that we don't get a, pa- a, a, a fetal Tauntaun zombie. But instead, it is a Sith student comes barreling out from the chest cavity of this undead Tauntaun and is like, eh. I was really hoping, at the very least, that that dude would be alive and fine. And he was just like, I've been hiding in this Tauntaun. It's apparently the thing that everyone does for thousands of years. Look, it's safe in here. Even if the Tauntaun becomes undead, I'm fine. I thought these things smelled bad on the outside. Huh? 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 Guys? Get, get, the, get the joke? We've, seen, we've all seen Star Wars, right? Uh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, unfortunately, it's just a zombie. And it turns out that the Tauntauns are basically a fleet of carriers of... Sith zombies that are hiding in Tauntaun organs. Yeah, because they start seeing the herd of Tauntauns come out, and all of them have these, like, bulging uh, sacks that are just ready to unload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all, they've all got these heavy sacks that are just itching to, pull, to blow yeah. their, their, their payload of a Sith they've, student. They've got so much. They're heavy with sack energy and they just need to get it out the gravid with pulsing sith student and uh yeah so that's why Tolga's like my dude my, what 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 have you my good droid has ye anything aside from laser and he's like and, yeah i got a mortar yeah all right well fire away sir <laughs> well fuck this dude up so they fire a mortar into the pack of tauntauns and blow them into wet gib- gibbets. But first, before that happens, we f- we learn that Tauntauns can still use an aggressive spit to fire their zombie goobers at uh, at the unsuspecting fleshy and transmissible tissues of the of the living form. Yeah, because uh, Tolkien is just sort of looking at this nastiness happening around him, mm-hmm. and the HK droid just shoves him back, and he barely uh, misses getting spat in the eye. With the blood and nastiness from this Tauntaun. Right. Which and I assume would work? I Well, uh, uh, we think it's going to work mostly because the chapter confirms it for us towards the end of the uh, Well, it it doesn't confirm it, 
but it heavily implies it. I, I think this book has been very honest with us about how gross and functional zombies are. <laughs> I don't think it's going to lie to us at the end and be like, and then the goop got in Tolk's eye, but he was fine. Everything was cool. Also, he got a bank loan to open a sports bar. <laughs> that That's what he got. Mm-hmm. A bank loan to open a sports bar. Mm-hmm. That's what Tolk wanted all along. That's all he's ever wanted. Yeah. He wants to move back to Tula, open up a sports bar. And just dangle his nasty feet out the window to attract other whiphead customers, because that's how you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, it's going to be like a TGI Fridays in there of just bones that he's put up. <laughs> just, bones, just crazy bones on the walls. Look at all these crazy bones. <laughs> Ooh, a collection of license plate bones. <laughs> oh, this bone is a license plate. This license plate was made out of bones. <laughs> This creature had nothing but license plates for bones. Weird. It was a droid, I guess. Some kind of droid, I guess, <laughs> who the droid had license plates for bones. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. And then they mostly serve Mexican food in the place. It's just called Tulawana. Uh, and that's that's the story of the, the sports bar that he gets to open at the end of this this book. Because the zombie juice that's about to get in his eye definitely doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Hey, we don't even know if it gets in his eye. Yeah. It doesn't get in his eye at the end of the chapter. This book has been nothing but straightforward with us, and I, I'm willing to trust that we get a zombie whiphead before the end of it. Well, let's find out. Well, we. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the mortar goes off, blows up the herd, and they take out the one Tauntaun and student that mm-hmm. is there. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, f- fucking Jesus, what is with this nonsense?" And they go back to the Miroka, mm-hmm. and uh, they find. The uh, the crashed ship that Pergus Frode was in. Yep. So Dranox's ship has, uh, which had already we knew escaped from the previous episode, has flown as far as it could, I guess, because it's only a couple of hundred yards outside the. the, the yeah. It, it basically, without a flight computer, went noo, 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 noo. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he got it steered pretty well because he managed to land right next to the Miroka. Uh, so he's near there, and you know the HK droid's like, ah, I'm not detecting any life forms in there. And Tolk's like, yeah, but there's one on my ship, isn't there? Oh, how did you know? Because uh, it means we have one more guy to kill before I can leave. Because <laughs> there's fucking tracks leading from that ship to mine? Mm-hmm. What, are you an idiot? <laughs> of course I know. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I just only use radar to determine things. I just don't look at things. Yeah. I don't care. I have heat signatures and life detectors and what have you. I don't need that. Your nonsense. I've got so many sensors, mm-hmm. and none of them are visual. <laughs> I've got so many sensors, but none of them teach me how to recognize love. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that that's the one I needed. Oh, wait. Here it is. Oh, there we go. No love <laughs> detected. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that ends their their chapter because they're planning to just walk into the ship, kill whoever pl- tried to hide in it, and fly away. And as was mentioned, the book does say like, ooh, the HK droid didn't talk. They didn't even really notice that there's still a big old blood goober on the side of Tolk's face. Inching. inching ever closer to his sweet, giant, meaty eyeballs. Yeah, so they pretty much set up that we're going to get Zombie Tolk as the final boss. I would love if... Nothing like, happens. Like, Ew! Like, we just get it back, and then, like, HK Droid looks over him. Hey, you got some stuff on the side of your face? Oh, stuff. Thanks. It's, it's going to be how, why they don't kill Purgus. 
Dude, they'll find Perkins. Well, Perkins is like, hey, you got some shit on your face. Hey, man, what's up with that goober on your face? He's like, oh, fuck, that almost got me. Thanks, man. Hey, you want to stay in the ship? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can sit in the Beatles and Bones room. Ooh, Beatles and Bones room. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the special room at the sports bar. <laughs> the, it's just called Beatles and Bones. Beatles and Bones is the room you go when you've got, like, a, uh, a gathering that you need to have. Yeah. So, you know, that's where the AA meetings take place. <laughs> And they mostly play Beatles music in there. And also the Rolling Bones. The Rolling Bones. That's the Star Wars equivalent to the Rolling Stones. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why I would need, even need to say that. I, say obviously, that everyone knew that. Yeah. There's no reason to say it. No, absolutely none. Nope. So, how you doing, John? <laughs> <laughs> so, how you doing? How you doing? So, uh, okay. We got two more chapters to go through this week. So, that ends on a little cliffhanger note. Will, will Tolk be a zombie or will he just kind of wipe his face? Yeah, is he going to be like, ew, goobers? <laughs> oh, gross, I still got, I still have stinky-ass Tauntaun blood spit all over me. Yeah, I mean, they're, he's super tired at this point. He's been fighting zombies for, like, the better part of a day and a half or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's understandable that he's like, I don't even, I don't notice. I've got, like, snow and shit all over me. I don't care. It'd be pretty great if the next time we see him, he has clearly taken a shower. <laughs> he's just, just like, ah, still ah, wet. Ah, nothing smells worse than wet whip hid. Man. <laughs> it was Ooh. cold. It was really cold. I wanted a hot shower. What? Yeah, I got a hot shower. No goobers in my eye. And look, my feet. Extra stinky now. <laughs> that's how uh, that's how whipped showers work. All the stink from the top of me goes to the feet. Yeah. That's why we're so famous. That's why we are stink famous. Mm-hmm. That's why our sports bars are so popular. <laughs> That's right. Anyhow, maybe we should check in on what's going on with Hestizo Q Trace. Indeed. The Q is for Questizo. <laughs> yeah. So, Scabris looms above her, sword in hand, basically just sort of like monologuing and cackling wildly about how he's going to murder her and become her heart become immortal and whatnot and she is like come on come on get out get move move and in her mind she hears hey hey dummy why don't you try the force you big dumb idiot oh she's like oh yeah the force that's right i'm a fucking jedi the thing i use for fertilizer mostly Ugh. so she does, right as uh, Scabrous is going to bring the sword down for the killing blow. She uses the force, and we don't really get a description of how or why, but she does just sort of... Pass like, through her bonds as if they were not even there. Yeah, I don't know if it's like, oh, because she undid the binding and the bonds just fall off her, or if she, like becomes a ghost tem- temporarily I, yeah phasing is not something we've seen jedis do do in any previous book that we've read anyway but who knows maybe it's a thing they can do yeah so she rolls to the side gets out of the way and scabrous is displeased to say the least yes he is quite dyspeptic on the subject of this he has been quite put out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh he wonders for him to himself for a moment if he is the baddie no, he doesn't. He knows he's the baddie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he comes, like, leaping over after Hestizo, and she's just, like, running around the room. Masher! And finally, she puts fucking two and two together with the voice in her head, and is like, hey, wait a minute. 
are you my brother? And and of course, <laughs> Rojo's like, like, no, I'm an evil zombie king. Wait, hold on. Do you, do you think I'm your brother? <laughs> How did it come to this? Overall, I thought this whole story made perfect sense. Wait a minute. <laughs> what tiny thing happened that caused this huge of a misunderstanding in your head? <laughs> did I... Did I knock your head a little too hard? I am sorry about that. I am not your brother. <laughs> Let me hold on. Let me just sit down in front of you, look you in the eye. Let's look eye to weird gelatinous goop. I'm not your brother. <laughs> I'm not even your half brother. I have no relation to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. That's some relation. At some point, I'm gonna contain your midichlorians, which are apparently mostly stored in the heart. <laughs> Yeah, Midichlorians Are in the Heart is a great groove song in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, by Bones Delight. That's the name of the, the, name of the band. Bones Delight. <laughs> yep. Not D-Bones <laughs> no, or all... Bones Light, well, just well, Bones Delight. Well, here's the problem, John. <laughs> L de Bones. L de Bones. <laughs> Wrote the song Rhythm of the Bones of the Star Wars universe. So. Yes, indeed, yeah. of course. So he, that name was already taken and... And here we have it. Bones D light. Bones D light. Bones Metachlorians are in the heart, they wrote. They wrote. Mm -hmm. I might be too tired for this. You might be too tired for this. I'm going to start a whole Jeff Foxworthy session on that. You might be too tired for a podcast if you think Bones are a Star Wars thing. <laughs> if you think Bones D light is a good idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> it's a, a great mix of a David Boreanaz cop drama TV show and, you know, a, a fun kind of funk band. Well, yeah, that's the dessert you get at the Bones-themed restaurant I'm planning on opening. The Bones <laughs> Delight mm. is our dessert. The Bones-themed restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> at the Bones-themed restaurant, we bring out the Bones Delight and we sing Midichlorians are in the heart. <laughs> Wait, is it also Star Wars-themed? No. Then why do they sing midichlorians are in the heart? Oh, it's just what you sing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is this a sports bar? Are we are we, are we continuing to flesh out uh, Tolk's sports bar? No. Okay, that's... that's... This is Bones TV themed, <laughs> not Bones literal Bones themed. Okay. They did open up right across the street from <laughs> Tolk's bar, though. There's a huge regional battle over what... And they have to constantly stand outside the two restaurants and yell at each other about it. Uh, yeah, they're just constantly yelling about which is the better Bones. Mm -hmm. Come on in. We're the Bones based on the TV show you enjoy. Come on in. We got real Bones. Real Bones and real Bones and, and Skulls Room or whatever. A real Bones and Bones accessories. <laughs> Beatles and Bones. That's what it was. Yeah. The okay. Beatles and Bones Room. So there you have it. The two bone-themed restaurants yelling at each other. And then, of well, course, there's the Beatles and Bones Room in the Bones restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's just that time that the Beatles showed up on Bones. <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember that episode. Oh, of Bones. it was an animated episode. Oh, okay. I was, I've never actually seen an episode of Bones, so it's not weird that I didn't remember it. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. I've seen every episode of Bones. Just ask me. Oh, you've seen every... So you're a repository of knowledge about every episode oh, of every Bones. every episode of Bones. And I've got an encyclopedic knowledge of it. <laughs> Can you tell me what the Bones Mobile is mostly made of then? Ooh, mostly plastic. <laughs> Not bones. Not bones. But Turns out the, the show Bones, very few bones. Very few bones on the show Bones. Just the word bones repeated over oh, and over Oh, people again. will sh go up to each other and be like, hey, you see the bones on her? Mm. And they're like, you mean her skeletal structure? Oh, no, I'm talking about her butt. I just say bones That's because I mean. we're yeah. in a workplace and I don't want to get another harassment. Because suit. the whole premise of the show bones is that it's just a normal world like ours, but much like the Smurfs use Smurf as kind of a universal word, they use bones. 
Oh, man, I'm feeling so bones today. <laughs> Let's go get some bones and apple pie. Let's get some bones and bones. <laughs> Oop, you said bones far too many times in that sentence. You know it's only once per sentence. Let's go bones up some bones. <laughs> bones indeed, good bones. <laughs> good Lord. So the word bones has lost all meaning now. Mm. And <laughs> out from the corner of the room crashes in Rojo Trace, yeah, knocking over a brazier and being like, Scabrous, it's you and me now. You reach the end of the line. I've come to bargain. Scabrous, I've come to bargain. No ticket. <laughs> bones. Scabrous, I've come for bones. <laughs> oh, we all come for bones. <laughs> Down here, everybody comes for bones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They get that's into the <laughs> that's the slogan of my Bones restaurant. By the way, <laughs> down, here. down here everybody comes for Bones. <laughs> Was it like an underground restaurant? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do people get the reference to it? Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> down here everybody comes to Bones. Comes for Bones. You gotta wait that. Their pause is essential. Down here everybody comes for Bones. <laughs> Also, the waiters throw straws at you. <laughs> eh. They pretend to be rude. Eh, these are bones. Eh. <laughs> these are bones. <laughs> Would you like to try our appetizer? It's a board of spaghetti you have to eat with your eyes closed. <laughs> we call it witch brains. <laughs> Man, this restaurant is getting better all the time. Whose restaurant was that? Was that the Tulk one or the Bones TV one? Who knows? <laughs> Where did we go? <laughs> Took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Oh, good lord. They get in a sword fight. So, yeah, Rojo is like, get away from my sister villain. Yeah. And he gets his lightsaber out and dives at Scabrous. And Scabrous has his sword plus his lightsaber. Yeah. So it's a two sword on one sword fight. And at first, it looks like Rojo's winning. Yeah, he's gaining ground. He's pushing Scabrous back. But. We see that Scabrous is basically just leading him towards the sacrificial altar. Which is weird, because I thought that was a perfect setup for like... Oh, I'm going to eat your heart. Yeah, it doesn't matter which Jedi I kill. This is just a, a better Jedi, whatever. Yeah, this is a cool Jedi, and it's not like the one over here that's whimpering and talks to plants is going to stop me. So let's just go ahead and get this guy near the altar, and I'll murder him and eat his heart. And indeed, that's almost what happens, except for the end part there. He lets Rojo push him all the way back towards the altar, and then he's like, ha-ha, did you think I would let this be settled with a duel? Like, the weird bit is, Rojo's, like, coming down for the killing blow, and fucking Scabrous just turns his lightsaber off? Yeah, he just uses the force. He just reaches up he's and like, flicks. boop, boop, lightsaber doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you should have thought of that. Why don't people just do this all the time? And instead of just, you know, turning it back on... Rojo, like, jumps back and tries to, like, run around Sans sword. Yeah. Well, he throws it to one side. I think he just understands instinctively that whatever he did to break the lightsaber is permanent. <laughs> he just reached in there and, you know, messed up all the little wiring or whatever with a force. I guess. Yeah. But he's like, I can't use that no more. Except he could have because it's going to get used by the end of this chapter. Yeah. So Rojo's just a big dumb idiot. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scabrous wins. Scabrous wins. He cuts Rojo straight up. Dick to, dick to tongue, just straight, cut, <laughs> just, cut, cuts him in half. Yeah, I mean, not like literally in half, but he opens up the middle of him. Yes. Like, down from throat to junk, he is 
spilling out blood mm. and goop. And then you know, he starts packing him with delicious, flavorable ingredients. And at this point, John, I have to ask you, is Rojo a sandwich? <laughs> no. No? Why not? Rojo is no sandwich. Is it just because he hasn't been cut completely in half, so there's only one Rojo there? Yeah, there's just one Rojo. If he'd been cut completely in half and then packed around delicious sandwich ingredients, would he be a sandwich then? Oh, yeah, you'd have a Rojo sandwich. Okay, but he's not a sandwich. He's probably a Rojo. Well, hot. actually, I mean, in my... Your own specific vision in of... my specific vision of what a sandwich is, no. Because a sandwich is in between two pieces of bread specifically. Hmm, interesting. So what about like a Luther burger or something like that? Does that count as a sandwich? Well, I mean, it is a bread product. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> he gets uh, he gets neatly bisected, but not completely all the way. And Rojo, get, he's, he's basically a Rojo hot dog. Yeah. Rojo gets to stumble forward, blood pouring out of him, and he gets just one little bit where he can like wander towards his sister, fall down, just sort of like intestines kind of coming out and blood completely out of him and go... So, and then die. How you doing? Hey, try the Bones Delight. <laughs> you liking all these Bones jokes? <laughs> these Bones jokes working for you? <laughs> Tip your waitress. <laughs> so, so he uh, he dies, and now Hestizo is straight flipping out. And she's like, no! And she starts running around. And that's when... Like, Scabrous is like, finally, I'm going to eat your shit. And yeah, this is the weird thing to me, because this is the point where he gives up. He, he's like, I've dealt with him, and now for you. And I'm like, dude, there's a sweet heart right there. Get your shit taken. Just, just fucking eat his heart. Eat what that are you tasty. doing? It's already out and open. It just grab that chunk of the Rojo hot dog and chow down. But no. But we get, uh, instead, finally, after all this time, the orchid begins to talk to her. Mm -hmm. She's like... Oh, fuck, I just took a nap. Hey, what's up? Anything happen? Sorry, I was real sick. I was kind of tired and uh, sick. Yeah. You guys uh, doing all right? I just didn't feel like helping. The zombie thing's over, right? Right, you guys took care of that. Well, okay, well, as soon as she realizes she can talk to the orchid again, she just goes right back into her, Grow! Grow! You have to grow! Grow now! Grow, grow, grow! Grow! And it's like, I don't know if I... Grow! Grow, grow, grow! Grow, oh, you motherfucker! Yeah, My she... brother is dead! Yeah, she only has the one trick, so as soon as she realizes she can use it again... Yeah, she's like, all right, well, fuck it then. Let's do that. My flower power came off cooldown, so let's do this. And, you know, Scabrous is coming toward her, and then he does that thing where he just, like, goes rigid, and you can see vines crawling in his skin, yeah. his wounds. They, they do not heal. heal. Now, he reaches into his ear because he's like, oh, I got an itch or something, but he can't get it, and when he pulls his ear away, there's green stuff in there. Yeah, he got a vine, like, coming out his ear mm -hmm. and his nose and all that, and then... You know, he tries to shriek, he, you know, that zombie shriek, yeah. and then he Instead, gets that same, like, uh, vine coming up through the neck. Yeah, he gets gurgly crackle noises, his vines grow out of, up through his neck and out of his mouth, and then he collapses to the ground, reaches for Rojo, or for Hestizo, can't quite get to her, and as he, he collapses to the floor, his head explodes into a nest of nasty vines. His head explodes. His head explodes. Yeah. And, uh... Hestizo straight destroys, because it's the same thing. There are those little orchids that are on the vine, like yeah, we little, saw from the other zombies that had the plants in them. Yeah, a bunch of little orchid mans. That are all insane and being like, blah, 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 zombie. So it, Hestizo, she's like, well, fuck these then. So apparently the, the, the uh, orchid's consciousness exists somewhere, but it has no control over the vines once they grow. Yeah, once she's they like, grow, they sorry, turn... once they're tur they turn into orchids, I have no control over them. Yeah, because they're their own orchids at that point, and they're also zombies. 
Yeah. <laughs> so Hestizo just picks up her brother's lightsaber and is like, all right, well, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Slices off gets- all the uh, orchids and smashes them. She also gets the Sith sword up, and she uses it to hack apart. Uh, well, what happens is fucking uh, Scabrous gets back up because he's still just a zombie and having yeah. vines come out of his head doesn't stop him. Nope. So she rams him against the wall with a Sith sword. Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop him. So she just, like, Julian fries this dude. Yeah, she just reaches up, uses that, that lightsaber to basically chop this guy and, like, just slap chops him. Just oh, yeah. Into little bitsy pieces. Puts him in the fucking silver bullet, and he is salsa now. Mm. Yep. He is a sweet puree. Also, ice cubes. <laughs> Make margaritas. Uh, Yeah. She hacks at Scabrous until she literally can't get the pieces any smaller and is like, ah, that's better. <laughs> Good. And then she takes one hand and begins to ascend the walls of this horrible place. Yeah, like, she's already looked, and, like, two-thirds of this room is fucking on fire now because the brazier that uh, Rojo overturned. Good work, buddy. Yeah, so she's like, all right, time to go. I'm going to climb the very writing on the wall here mm-hmm. that was talking about Dreer's Oh, hope. I forgot the line that... that, that uh, Scabrous has when he gets into the fight with uh, with Rojo. Where oh yeah, I love that shit. That line. He's like, "Tell me a story, Jedi. Tell, Tell me, me about how the Force helps and protects those who are weak. Tell me your lies." It's a really good line. Uh, love it. I love the Scabrous in this. Yeah. He is the Scabros is the best. It's a shame that he's dead now. Yeah, he was a great villain. Good villain, Darth Scabrous, indeed. But yeah, tell me your lies, Jedi, was so good. Yeah. And I'm now, like, that's nice that even while you're in the throes of becoming a zombie, you still have enough presence of mind to be like, I'm going to mock your beliefs. <laughs> good shit. So Hestizo starts to climb the walls. All right. And the you final think that'd be the end of the book, but it's not. It's, no. there's, there's still like six chapters yeah, left. I mean, she starts to climb, but she's still on a planet covered in fucking zombies. I guess, but the big bad's dead. Doesn't matter. Sure, in Star Wars, that matters. The big bad isn't Scabrous. The big bad is every zombie that it's is true. on this it's, planet. It's the zombie intelligence. So she begins climbing up, and the, of course... The real big bad is Jura Ostrogoth. The real big bad is capitalism. Maybe it's Lusk. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the friends we made along the way. The, re- <laughs> the real big bad is the journey. Is <laughs> journey. It's just journey. Yeah. It's Fa- just Bones the, journey. They're the worst bad guy, faithfully. Bones Journey. Yeah, Bones Journey. Oh, man. I love them, but I'm also a huge fan of Bones Supply. <laughs> oh, I got a Bones Supply for you. Uh, well, I mean, that's something that, of course, is on the checklist at Tulk's, where he's got to go through and he's like, all right, I got enough booze. I got to check the bone Supply. <laughs> oh, I don't have enough bones in my bone Supply. Ooh. I better call <laughs> Jeff or Bones Airplane and have it deliver. <laughs> Not Jefferson's bone plane. No. <laughs> That's better. Jeffer Bones airplane. <sighs> Sometimes, my dude, I worry. Sometimes I worry a lot. Weird thing is when they when they break up and reform, they do turn into Jefferson's bone ship. Ah, uh, Jefferson's bone ship. <sighs> Not Jefferson's star bone. <laughs> They built this city on bones and bones. <laughs> Which is, I mean, not bad as far as foundations go. It's all right. Anyway, she is climbing up out of this pit. And, of course, she looks up and 
there is just a ring of undead Sith students just grinning down at her hungrily. Yeah, they're going to come down here and eat her. <clears throat> and so at this point, she's like, I've basically got nothing in the tank. I'm running on pure force right now. Oh, like, that's the only thing that keeps me upright. Yeah, she's still bleeding and has a bunch of broken bones and stuff. She is not in a good position. And down the wall, crawling like fucking Spider-Mans, mm -hmm. come these little zombie students, and they are just rigor mortis grinning and, ah, you know, ghibli bits falling out of them and everything. I love that they can just climb down this surface no problem. Well, I mean, it does still have the mighty manifesto about how Darth Dereer is going to take out all the... Yeah, but they're like zombies, and they're and it, it basically says that they are crawling like full Spider-Man, just like no problems going full tilt downward with a crawl, which I don't know if you've ever tried to crawl down a wall. I haven't even tried to crawl up a wall, dude. What do you, what do I look Have like? Have you ever tried to walk up a hill and come down a mountain? No, I, I only... I am no Englishman, sir. Yeah, no, I, I, only, I only ice skate uphill. <laughs> oh, well, there are motherfuckers that are always trying to do that. Uh, yeah, and I'm one of the people who can. Yeah, you are one of those motherfuckers. Mm, except I'm not just trying. Oh, I'm not... Uh, you are trying, but you're also succeeding. That's right. Yeah, yeah. take that that blade. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway... They zombie, are coming down. Zombies are coming for her, and they're coming fast. She's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta try to... And she just loses her foot grip. Yeah. She's, like, hanging on by her fingertips. Well, she does kill one of them with the whole grow trick first. Like, one of them almost gets to her, and she's like, grow! Grow, grow, grow! And its head blows up, and then it falls off and falls into the fire. But that's not going to work for all of them, because nope. even as they are crawling towards her, and you can kind of see some vines growing, they're like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, you're not growing these vines fast enough to stop us. And even if you could, the vines will try to kill you, and we'll just try to kill you once our heads explode. Yeah, the... You got one trick in the tank, and it's not very... Everyone's already seen it. And, uh, you know, below her, at this point, the entire temple of Darth Drear is on fire. Yeah, which means she's basically clinging to the side of a... Of a Big old vent that's perched above a roaring inferno. So, you know, she's damned going up, damned going down. It's a bad situation. She eventually loses her grip, goes to fall, and a zombie just grabs her by the throat and lifts her up. To eat her, and it pops part of her throat in the process. She is so fucked up at this point. Oh, yeah, and the only reason she doesn't get bit right now is because some other zombie gets in that one's way and is like, oh, fuck you, I'm going to get her. And they start doing a tug of war on her arms, mm -hmm. like almost pulling them out of the sockets. So <laughs> first she gets her fucking larynx fucked up, mm -hmm. and then she's getting her arms ripped out of the sockets. She is just not having a good day. Nope, it's bad. But then all of a sudden... Turbo laser fire. Ba blast A giant, a huge explosion it just knocks a hole into the side of the wall, and a whole bunch of zombies go tumbling down into the fire below. Yeah. And, and they're, like, grabbing onto each other as if they can, they can, you know, I'll climb this other zombie. I'll climb this zombie <clears> out. <throat> That's how I won't die. And she manages to regain a handhold on this crater that has just been made in the side of the wall. And she hides in it. She pulls herself into the crater and hides in there. And just blaster fire and huge bright lights are going off. She has no idea what's going on, but zombies are dying, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then she checks into the tube, and she sees a vine. She's like, oh, what's that? But it wasn't a vine. It was a rock. It was a tow cable. No, 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 no. Tow cable? So yeah, that's what happens. So the, the basically someone we're not we're not sure who yet unleashes hell on everybody in this tube. She manages to hide from the turbolaser fire by crawling into the hole the initial blast made, 
and then it just sort of starts cleaning all the zombies out of the wall to the point where the zombies uh, realize that they are not able to keep crawling down or uh, away from this, and so they all crawl up and out and they run away. Yeah, they're just like, all right, fuck this. Yeah, we can't. This isn't something we're. This isn't sustainable. We need to run away from here and we'll regroup and, tr- and plan something else. Well, yeah, because otherwise they're like, look, we're going into the fire or into lasers, so let's just fuck off. Yeah, so they run away, and that's when a tow cable is extended from whatever ship is up there down right in front of Hestizo. Indeed, and that is where we end. With that's a the tow end of- cable dangling in front of her. Yeah. Is this freedom? Yeah. Whose nasty, filthy toe might this be? <laughs> cable. Toe cable. Whose toe cable might this belong to? Mm-hmm. Could it be bones? <laughs> <laughs> Whose bone cable are we looking at? Uh, you looking at my bone cable? <laughs> <laughs> says can... Deadpool. Mm-hmm. You yeah. looking at my bone cable? He says, ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Ah, you get he's it? talking to cable. Yeah. yeah. He's not just talking to the other X-Man, bone. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Bone and Cable, the best of friends. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a marrow. So it's true. There might, there might also be a bone. I don't there know. isn't, but there <laughs> could, might be. It could be. There was an X-Man at one point whose power There is was... a comic that's just bone. That's right. There is. So maybe it's bone. Maybe it's uh, Phone Bone, I think, is the character's name. Yeah, Phone Bone shows yeah. up and is like, hey, look, it's Deadpool and Cable. Look, you two, stop talking about bones. And he's talking to us. <laughs> look, you, don't appropriate my culture. No one thinks this is as funny as you guys do. <laughs> You are the only people that thinks that the competing restaurants of Tulk's Sports Bar with bones in it and a bones-themed cafe are somehow funny. Yeah, it's we think it's great, but no one else does. This is the content that I live for. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys, if you don't like all this bone-related content, it's for us. <laughs> we did this one for me. <laughs> this is This is for me. Yeah. Anyway, that's where we have to end it. We have no idea who's rescuing her, but come on. Someone dangled a filthy toe in front of her. It's got to be her buddy, Tolk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it isn't, that would be real weird. I know. Who would be, it would be great if, like, Pergus Frode killed off Tolk in the HK droid. <laughs> He's and, like, oh, these two assholes tried to get in there. I, however, am Pergus motherfucking Frode. <laughs> so when they came running up the thing, I just closed the door on them and flew away in their ship. Yeah. I don't know why. I just keep doing that. That's my, that's my special it's, move. I don't know why people don't do this more. Yeah. Everyone keeps getting into fights instead of just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> my special move is I close the door and fly away. That's me, Pergus Frode. Anyway, I figured you'd be over here because I've Pergus Frode have been keeping up to speed on everything the whole time. Oh yeah, I've got uh, I've got cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everywhere, especially everywhere. <laughs> oh, I've got I've got so many cameras. I've got so many bone cameras. <laughs> also, I'm behind the whole bones thing. <laughs> it was me, Austin. I was the bones all along. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> it's Bones. <laughs> Clefairy. Fuck. <laughs> Did I do that right? Yeah, that's close okay. enough. All right, good. Uh, okay, so anyway, that's the end of this chapter. So we're we're done. We're th- this is not a good. Time. Yeah, we got one more episode left. We got four more chapters to go, and then this book is over. Yeah, and then we'll probably you know try to visit with some fan favorite Star Wars characters instead of going off the reservation to a place where you've never heard of anybody yeah but come on god that was fun though wasn't it this book's great this book has given me so much joy because man there's a bunch of dumb nonsense in here and Mm -hmm. i love it yeah i don't have to read about how han solo's actually a horrible pervert or how luke skywalker is just weirdly in tune with his own butt (laughs) that that is what yeah, that's what Shadows of the Empire was mostly about. Mostly. It was Han, it was Han being a, a sexual pervert who was frozen, but Luke exploring 
his own butt. Yeah. Really getting in touch with really it. Really getting deep in there. Using a mirror, becoming good friends with his own butt. <laughs> he, he had to say hello to his own butt. Mm-hmm. It was about time. He said hello to so many other butts in his day. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> Would you like to join the Jedi Order? <laughs> Why are you talking to my butt? <laughs> That's where the midichlorians live. <laughs> I'm Luke Skywalker, known Jedi expert. <laughs> I know all about Jedis. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a whole other zombie book, John. It's just that it does have Han and Chewie in it. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And nice. It's so nice. So, uh, Okay. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll see you in a week with more of this, but until such time as then, we've got bonus content to do. That's right, baby. We are doing a deep dive into that Wikipedia. Who knows what we'll find? We're going to find some nonsense to talk to you, our listeners, that pay for bonus content about. Not, yeah. not our listeners that don't. Just the listeners that do. Yeah, that's right. We, in fact, we spend our time mocking you if you don't. That's what those shows are. It's mocking... <laughs> That's right. If you want, if you want to find out what we say in there, mm-hmm. which is mostly more bone jokes than it's by just, God, it's just bones. This is the first time we've let all the bone jokes out into the main public. Yeah, this is just a sweet little taste of all that that dirty bone juice that you aren't getting. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done anything like the bone thing before. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure my topic for this week is bones. <laughs> The TV show? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Bones Wiki and give you a little taste. (laughs) Oh my god, if you do that, I will be very happy. Good. Okay, so uh, to get that bonus content, that Bones' content, all you have to do is is pledge at the $2 level. That's just a couple of Bones. Just uh, two bucks per episode of System Mastery. Usually it's four to six dollars a month. What a deal. You get four to to, uh, five episodes of of uh, bonus content, just the Star Wars one, not to mention the couple other bonus contents you get from other shows at the $2 level. Indeed, and of course you can go to the $5 level if you want our monthly afterthought. So many shows! That's right. You can ask us questions, figure out what's going on, Mm -hmm. get our exclusive channels in the Discord. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. So So do that, and you know, if you would like to contact us any other way we're on gmail twitter facebook all system mastery it's really easy to find us yeah just look for system mastery at your local grocery store Mm. we're right there in the bone aisle (laughs) we've got marshmallow bones in every package (laughs) oh i've got marshmallow bones at this point basically i am a wet heap (laughs) wet loose heap of a man (laughs) all right i think we'll probably cut it there thank you so much for listening uh, until next time, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagiano. And I love Death Bones. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm.